The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, You have heard that it was said, An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, Offer no resistance to one who is evil. When someone strikes you on your right cheek, turn your other one as well. If anyone wants to go to law with you over your tunic, hand over your cloak as well. Should anyone press you into service for a mile, go for two miles. Give to the one who asks of you, and do not turn your back on one who wants to borrow. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemies. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your heavenly Father. For he makes it his sun rise on the bad and the good, and causes rain to fall on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what recompense will you have? Do not the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brothers only, what is unusual about that? Do not the pagans do the same? So be perfect, just as your heavenly Father is perfect. The Gospel of the Lord. Good morning. So an infomercial once again, we had one last week, but just to reiterate it this week, uh, starting next week, Ash Wednesday is this coming Wednesday, and the first weekend of Lent, we will begin having an ele another 11 a.m. Mass. Not an overflow Mass, but another 11 a.m. Mass, because a lot of people are starting to come to 11, and that will be in the cafeteria of the school, which is also the parish center. So down there, it'll have everything. It'll have the worship music. It'll have all kinds of... Uh, everything that we would have in the liturgy, and it'll be a full mass, a little more room maybe to spread around, and then also a little closer to you when you park and you can get over there and all that. So we're offering a second mass. So next week, Father Mike will be up here at 11, and I'll be down there for that first mass, right? So if there's one person there, we're having mass, right? Doesn't matter. We're just, we're having mass, right? We're lifting it up, and what we're having after mass are donuts. <laughs> little ones are like, let's go to that mass. Donuts, we're having some donuts. So we're gonna do that two weekends away, donuts, right, just to celebrate this new mass. And so what we're doing is seeing the need and trying to meet the need, not set a time and you fit your schedule in this time, but no, that time works well. So we wanna make whatever we need to do sacrificially, right, as an act of love to meet that need. So close, shift gears to the 45 minute homily. Have you ever had a moment in your life of imperfection? And what I mean by that is a moment where maybe, maybe it was an exam you were preparing for and you did everything right, you did everything, you paid attention to class, did your own, you did everything right, and you went there and you thought you got 100 and you get back and you maybe got an 80 or a 70. You're like, what happened? Or a moment of imperfection on a field of play or drawing a blank in a performance on stage, or a moment of imperfection where you poured everything out, you Googled the right recipe, you had everything, and you put together that amazing cake, and it was there, and it didn't get as high as it should have been, and you put hours into it. 
right? Moments of imperfection. I know for, for me, I had one uh, the other day. It was actually last night. So I got up to speak for, on behalf of Bellman Abbey and speak. And I got up there and I figured, oh, yeah, I do this every day. Yeah, I get no problem. I get up there. I get up there and I looked out and I saw the beloved monks of Bellman Abbey who I love so much. And it was like pressure. It was pressure. And all of a sudden, stage fright. And then I forgot names of people and it was just like, where's your paper, right? And it was, it was a moment where it was imperfect. It was imperfect. So much so I felt that, that I sent texts and said, hey, sorry that I kind of missed the mark or whatever. But I felt imperfect. Humanly. What is Jesus inviting you and me to when a world pushes us towards a certain level of human perfection? What is he speaking about in the gospel today when he says, be perfect just as your heavenly father is perfect? Be perfect just as your heavenly father is perfect. Well, for me, when I think about that and I prayed about that, for, for years, be perfect as your heavenly father would be perfect. What is he asking? My heart and mind races to the Last Supper in John chapter 14, verse 9, where Thomas, doubting Thomas, you know, doubting Thomas, stands up and says, Thomas is like, hey, show us the Father and that'll be enough for us. I hear what you're saying, but you're confusing us, Jesus. You're talking weird at this Last Supper. We don't get you. Show us the Father and that'll be enough. And Jesus says, Anyone who sees me sees the Father. Anyone who sees me sees the Father. And Jesus was preparing them for the scandal of the cross. He'd been preparing for three years, little by little, telling them stuff. And then all of a sudden, he was going to practice what he preached. Imagine the blessed mother being in eyesight of Jesus when those soldiers were placing the crown of thorns on his head, spitting in his face, and slapping him. And to see him offer his other cheek. If somebody slaps you on your right cheek, please touch your right cheek, if you would, please. Just touch it. That's weird. Touch it. If I'm right-handed and I slap you on that right cheek, it's going to be the back of my hand. That's an insult. But it's double the insult Double the insult, even today in the Middle East, if you turn and you slap someone with your open palm. So Jesus is, it says, if someone slaps you on the right cheek, offer the other as well. If somebody asks for your tunic, give them your cloak as well. You only had one cloak. And if you were indebted to somebody, that person who you owed money could take your cloak during the day. You only have one of them. But by the law was required to give that back to you at night so you wouldn't be cold. How cold was Jesus that night before he went to the cross? After he had been taken before Caiaphas and he was waiting for his crucifixion, knowing where he was going, how cold was Jesus when he was stripped of his tunic and laid on the cross for you and me? If someone asks for your tunic, give him your cloak as well. He gave it all. 
Jesus said, if somebody asked you to go one mile, go two. You know, by in the time of Jesus, according to Roman law, if you were sitting in your home and having dinner with your family, the Romans could come in, if you're in Galilee or Nazareth, bust into your home, ask you and your older sons to carry the load that the donkey would carry, and you were required to go one mile. You had to walk with them one mile. But then guess what you had to do? You had to walk back home, that's two. But Jesus is saying go two miles and walk another two back, that's four. Give them an extra mile if they ask you to go one. And how did Jesus practice what he preached? They put the wood of the cross on his back and they asked him to walk his bloody footsteps to Calvary. It's approximately about a mile that walk that Jesus walked in Jerusalem. If anybody asks you to go to one mile, go two. Pray for those who persecute you. As he hung on the cross, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. My brothers and sisters in Christ, when, when Jesus speaks to you and me in the today of our life and says, be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect, he's pointing to that level of perfection. Perfection in love. Perfection in love. In love. Be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. I'm gonna share with you just a very simple story of one that impacted me many years ago that you maybe even heard before. And it's an example of being perfect in love. And it's a simple example. There was a softball game, high school softball games, and the young ladies were playing softball. And this one young lady got up to, to bat and the score was three to three and they had two outs and they needed to get a run in to win the game. This young lady was batting bottom of the lineup, finishing up her high school career. The pitch came and she hit a home run. She hit it over the fence. Had never done that before. Her family members and friends and friends at the school jumped up and started cheering. Everybody in the dugout went nuts because she had never done that before. She was so elated, tears in her eyes, running to first base, so excited. But then she tripped and fell and tore her ACL and was lying by first base crying. And everybody was in amazement. What do we do? And in baseball or softball, nobody from her team can come out at that moment and help her finish and arrive to home. And she has to touch every base. The young lady playing first base saw that moment. Saw her, had compassion for her, had love for her and was moved to an act of love to forget about the score, to forget about the game, to forget about that, and do something that turns the world upside down. She picked her up, and she carried her over first, helped her touch first, helped her touch second, helped her touch third, and helped her all the way to home 
carrying her in front of everybody and her team lost the game, but she won in love. They lost the championship, but she'll be remembered for years, that high school young lady, because she picked the one up who couldn't walk and carried her home. My brothers and sisters in Christ, when Jesus says to me, be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect, he's asking us to be perfect in love. And it's gonna be in simple ways. So how will you be called this week to be perfect in love? In your family. Is there something that I can do for a family member, my spouse, my brother, sister, my mom, dad? that's gonna be a sacrificial act of love? In my place of work, is there something that I can do that's gonna turn things upside down where I compliment somebody else, lift someone else up, praise someone else to the point that it's not myself who's being honored? In my school, can I make a sacrificial act of love? Maybe in the cafeteria, let someone else go first and get maybe the meal or something or the seat that I want. It's in these little acts of love, my brothers and sisters in Christ, where we, perf- we show the perfection of our Heavenly Father. This week, may each one of us be perfect as our Heavenly Father is perfect.